Are you ready for a travel adventure? How about an exciting trip to Venice or an exhilarating experience in Bangkok? Maybe you were more about a culinary adventure in Barcelona or just a relaxing day cruising the canals of Amsterdam. Join the Professor Travel as he invites you on an epic excursion, one that has you traveling the globe with him. Come and experience a world of culture, a world of history and architecture, a world of food and experiences to broaden your mind and save you time and money as you travel. Learn more, discuss more, travel more, and enjoy life more. And now your host, The Professor Travel. Greetings, students, and welcome to the special edition of The Professor Travel Domestic Edition. I am your host, The Professor Travel, coming to you from Orange County, California. This is the website, the vlog, and the podcast that you come to in order to learn more about different travel destinations. This is where we come as a community in order to learn more and discuss more. Hopefully, this will inspire you to travel more and ultimately to enjoy life more. Now, you can reach me on a variety of different social media sites, of course, starting with my website, which is at theprofessortravel.com. On YouTube, on Facebook, and now on TikTok, you can reach me at theprofessortravel. If you're an Instagrammer, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore professor underscore travel. If you're a Twitterer, you can find me on Twitter at the professor tr1. And then finally, if you're a blogger, you can find me on Blogspot at theprofessortravel.blogspot.com. Today, I am very pleased to introduce to you one of our visiting professors. Uh, Tony Diles is visiting us from Ohio. How are you, Tony? I am wonderful. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you so much for coordinating with me um, for the benefit mm-hmm. of my viewers out there. Yeah. We, had, we had a technical snafu a few months ago. Unfortunately, uh, uh, our previous interview had gotten lost. Um, we, are, we are back again trying to record it. So I'm very, very excited that you made the time for me again. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. Um, Absolutely. Now, for the benefit of my students that are out there, um, can we maybe know a little bit about some of your credentials, like maybe either a little bit of your educational background or some places that you've traveled before? Yeah. Uh, so I am actually pretty well-traveled, not just in the state, but among the other states. Uh, I, I enjoy going places, being outdoors, exploring. Uh, urban exploring is one of my favorite things. Uh, anything about architecture, uh, I, I'm, luckily enough, I'm lucky enough to have a wife who also shares um, the passion of architecture. We love old houses. We love old intricate buildings where you can look up and see like hand carved woodworkings or, or concrete. And we we go places just to see these things. Uh, so much so that we we went to a, a state fair a couple of years ago. And uh, when we got there, it was in this old city, it's Circleville. And we ended up not even spending any time at the fair because we found this neighborhood that we just walked around for two hours looking at all the old Victorian style houses that were there. Uh, and so, yeah, I've traveled a lot, been um, through a lot of the different states. I think I've been through almost half of the states now. Um, but on the other side of that, I, I've done um, almost a decade of work inside of hospitality and tourism when I worked for Hilton hotels and also Marriott hotels. So I've also been on the other side kind of of what we expect to receive when we travel places, um, Mm -hmm. the customer service, um, the, the reception, uh, all of those things that we kind of want outside or what what we want from the places that we go. Mm -hmm. I've been the one to also provide those for people who have come to Ohio. And I've worked in a lot of these different hotels where I've got to experience not just um, giving those things, but experience the, um, I, I would say, 
the reception of like what people expect from me. Uh, and, and it's kind of a cool dynamic of knowing like when I go somewhere, I expect this kind of service. And when these people came here, they expected that kind of service from me. Uh, and so uh, after a decade of doing that, literally up to being a general manager of a hotel uh, to also going on my first cruise, going out of country the first time, I've got to experience both sides of, of travel and customer service. Let me ask you a quick question on that because that must put you in an awkward situation in some cases because I would imagine your expectations are pretty high in terms of customer service and hospitality. It is. It's actually really funny because when Shine and I go places, if we go into a hotel, I, I'm extremely critical. Like I'm looking at baseboards as soon as I walk and I'm like, this is gross. <laughs> that's terrible. This person didn't look at us and smile because I, I still have the, the Hilton brand services. Um, built into me where like they have a, a thing called the 15 five rule where if you were within 15 feet of a person, you were supposed to smile at them. If you were within five feet of a person, you're supposed to say hi to them. And it's really funny because I'll be in stores just doing my regular grocery shopping and I still smile at people and I'll still say hi to them. And then it's like, who's this weird dude talking to me? I'm, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like it's just ingrained so deep. That's fantastic um, though. I had very high expectations going into to hotels. Now the, a picture that we have up on the screen right now is of you and Cheyenne, and there's a cruise ship in the background. I think this was your first cruise, wasn't it? It was, yes. That is at uh, Princess Keys, uh, and that was the Carnival Sunshine. We left out of Charleston for a Halloween cruise. Nice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to circle back with you on that, but today we're here to talk about Ohio, which is your area of expertise. Now, because I know nothing about Ohio, I don't know about history, I don't know in terms of anything that goes on in Ohio, maybe you could share with my students and myself a little bit of your knowledge about the state. Yeah, um, so for me personally, history is something that I, I love studying, particularly World War II, which, I mean, Ohio has ties to, but nothing that we can sit here and and really tote on. But um, history is something that I really, really enjoy. And so even for just preparing for this, when I got to to brush up a little bit on the history of Ohio, I was really surprised still about some of the stuff that I I had even forgotten, but just how interesting uh, Ohio really is. And so just to give you a just a little bit, because obviously I know that we have a select amount of time here. I'll kind of just go through some of the stuff that I, I find personally interesting about Ohio. Um, it was the 17th state that was founded um, in 1803, um, but it actually wasn't written in as a state until 1953. Uh, so a, a good amount of time went by, and it was actually what has been called like a uh, congressional oversight um, the congressional ratification of the, the state's constitution wasn't written in at 1803 for, for whatever reason. And so in 1953, President Eisenhower uh, wrote it in, and Ohio officially became a state in 1953. Very cool. I mean, I, I have the same exact problem with my Netflix. And, you know, you get about the subscription for a while, and it's like, then, oh, now you have to renew. So there you go. No, I'm yep, just kidding. That, go. That's how it goes. <laughs> go um, on. <laughs> But Ohio gets its name uh, from uh, uh, the Iroquois Indian word for Great River, obviously, with the Ohio River bordering 
much of the eastern and southern part of the state. Um, it is a massive river. Um, I have personally been to it um, while it has been in flood stage, um, and it is a sight to behold. I, I, I told Cheyenne when we were, we were down there at Point Pleasant, which is technically West Virginia, but it sits right on the Ohio River. And even just the history there is really cool. Everything from um, like the Mothman uh, Museum, a Mothman, like just like folklore that goes on down there. It's kind of like a Bigfoot thing um, to a bridge collapsing into the river. But there are stories of um, like divers who went into the ocean or not the ocean but the river to like look for survivors and look for cars from these collapsed bridges they said that they had seen fish that were big enough to swallow them whole and they're actually divers that are terrified to go into the ohio river like it's it's huge and so we get this word from the iroquois indians that means great river and it really is it's great it's a, it's a mighty river to behold uh, i told cheyenne when we were down there visiting it once i was like i don't understand how when we were expanding westward people didn't come to a river like the ohio river and be like you know what i'm done i'm turning around here i'm not crossing this thing uh it, it is it is an amazing thing to see um but with that with the like the indians um we had the iroquois indians here we, we had the hopewell indians here um and it actually in the 1790s led to a lot of struggles between uh the settlers that came into ohio and the indians um, led to three major battles that happened. And it wasn't until 1974 where we had a peace treaty signed between the Indians and the settlers. And even after that, there were a lot of Indians and Native Americans that didn't even agree with the peace treaty. And there were still tensions beyond that. Um, 1833, we have the Ohio Erie Canal, which was a kind of natural man-made water system that was made that connected Lake Erie all the way down to the Ohio River, which as a lot of people may not know, the Ohio River eventually connects out to the Mississippi. And so essentially you had a way of transporting goods from Lake Erie to the Great, the great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf. Mm. Uh, and so it was a great way for, for transporting um, goods, um, which obviously I think we talk about later, some of the resources that we have here. Um, from 1850 to, to, to the 1860s, we have the Underground Railroad. A lot of people, uh, especially nowadays, don't seem to be super familiar with a lot of the even just slave history. When we have the Underground Railroad was like um, a, a few, not a few. I mean, there was a lot as hidden places throughout the South coming north where slaves would hide on their way north to escape slavery and escape escape into freedom and um ohio is actually um has the most active net of underground railroad stops because we had our because we're bordered by lake erie at the north uh transport up into canada was actually really simple just getting across the water and so a lot of slaves came up north through ohio and you're actually really hard pressed but finding even just any cities like, like small towns that doesn't have at least one stop somewhere, even here where I live in Newark, we're right next to Granville in, in a place that I used to work, this place called the Buxton Inn. They have this bar that's in the top of their building that it looks like just a regular liquor bar, but you can actually pull the paneling away and there's a hidden room back behind the bar that was used to hide slaves, sometimes up to 12 days at a time, oh just gosh. cramped in this little room. 
Um, and you would never be able to tell just looking at it. It just looks like a bar, but you go back and pull the paneling away. Part of the bar slides away and there's just a hidden room back there. Um, and Ohio's really just covered in a lot of these places. It's really cool. Hmm. Um, even then our modern history, our modern history isn't as, uh, I don't want to say, um, intense because it is pretty intense there's just not as much um 1970s i'm sure people some are probably familiar with kent state university oh yeah Um, the there was the kent yeah the kent state shootings happened there in 1970 there were four um anti-war protesters that were killed by ohio national guards i've been there uh, and actually in the parking lot they still have the places where those people were shot and killed marked off in the parking lot you can see exactly where they died um 1978 we have uh the blizzard of 78 it dropped in some places in ohio and columbus over 40 inches of snow uh, over the course of several days yeah and a lot of people still talk to it i I talk about it today like older people are like man this is nothing you should have seen the blizzard of 78 (laughs) i personally wish i could have seen the blizzard of 78 i love the snow i love winter it's my absolute favorite 40 inches of it though i would be in heaven i love the (laughs) snow It is snow is it's winter is the most gorgeous season to me. Snow is beautiful. It's fun to play in. And and here's the thing. You can always come inside and get warmed up and go out and do it again. Um, Unfortunately though, that blizzard did leave over 50 people dead um, because of power outages, power outages and all of that stuff. And then I would think the most significant thing recently would be in 2006. uh, There was a a statewide smoking ban put into place where like restaurants and stuff can't smoke inside. You have to actually be like 15 feet away from uh, any entrance door in order to smoke outside and stuff like that. And so uh, there is much, much more to the history of Ohio, everything from the Indian struggles to exploration to, to discovery. Like it is an amazing place to check out. There are tons of war forts here. There are tons of museums, tons of of just natural rich history uh, here. And it's, it's an amazing place to check out. You're never going to be bored looking at the history of Ohio. We're going to have to delve deeper into that at a later time because it sounds like you've done a lot of research on history and I definitely want to Mm -hmm. dig into some of the stuff from World War II at a later time too. But as we continue moving forward, talk to me a little bit about the geography of the, of your state. Like, like where is it bordering? And um, I I think you, do you border Canada at any point or is it the technically yes with Lake Erie. Um, But yeah, Ohio has sometimes been called the heart of America, not just because of the shape looking somewhat like a heart, but also because of the placement of being like in the the Northeast or in the area of where a person's heart is like considered to be. Uh, And so it's been called the heart of America. Um, It is the Northeastern part of a, uh, of the the country, but it's something that's really weird. It's considered a a Midwest state. I don't understand why we're not in the mid, we're not in the West. (laughs) Uh, we're more than north yeah Yeah, exactly uh and so it's it's really weird to me um but we are bordered by lake erie um which you can if you're not careful you can actually um move into canadian waters and you'll get in a lot of trouble for doing so if you if you're not careful um on your boats there are certain islands up there which are gorgeous there's an island called kelly's island that's up there uh, where you can actually just bike ride all around the island but from that island you can see a few canadian islands that are on the lake as well and uh, at certain points you can actually see um both uh, american and canadian like patrols 
going back and forth and just patrolling the waters. Uh, but we are also bordered southern-wise. Uh, we have Kentucky, we have Indiana, we have West Virginia, we have Pennsylvania. Uh, we also have that state up north. Please don't make me say it. Uh, it runs with Michigan. Uh, I call it Michigan. <laughs> Um, they're nowhere near as cool of, as, as our state. Um, but yeah, we are also bordered by the state up North. And so for being such a, uh, it seems like a small state, we actually have a lot of States that border us and another country and a lake and a lot of the, the river as well. Nice. Very, very cool. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really cool. If you go north, you obviously have the, the lakes. If you go east and south, it's all flat. And if you go southwest, you have the foothills of the Appalachians. And so it's very diverse. You can go from hilly forests to flat, just cornfields uh, within a matter of an hour. Very cool. Now you alluded to some of the weather challenges that you guys have had in the past. Obviously the blizzard mm-hmm. of 78 was a huge one. Um, what are some like, other extreme climates that you guys get? You get thunderstorms as well during the like summertime and stuff? We do. Um, Ohio's weather is insane. Um, meteorology is also a thing that I, I love studying, love talking about. Um, where I live personally, um, I probably live if you enjoy weather that is i live in the most frustrating part of ohio i live directly (laughs) east of columbus and so columbus itself kind of sits in this valley i remember you were telling me about this that things sometimes just glide over it correct well with the skyscrapers coming up out of the valley in columbus storms will hit columbus and then literally split north and south of where i live which is in newark and we get nothing here sometimes. And it's so frustrating because I'm like, I want to see a thunderstorm and then we'll maybe get 20 minutes of rain. And it's like, this stinks. Um, but we have a saying in Ohio, which is if you don't like the weather, come back in 10 minutes uh, because it changes so frequently. It's so indecisive. Um, you can go up north along Lake Erie uh, and you'll f- literally from October until May, you'll get snow um, well before it's winter and sometimes well after it's winter um, because it's just so cold You're up there. We get a thing called lake effect snow and it is when the wind is blowing across the lake. It's creating these weather patterns uh, that as the water itself is um, warm, the cold air is blowing across it and it's pulling up all of this moisture, which then turns into snow. And then the cities along the lake itself just get tons and tons of snow. We're talking like um, Cleveland, Erie, Pennsylvania, all of these places sometimes will get um, over a hundred plus inches of snow just because of lake effect snow every year. Um, that boggles my mind. I mean, I li- of course, I live in Southern California, so when we want snow here, you know, we mm-hmm. have to like get the machines out. But apart from that, <laughs> it's like so you get you get huge amounts of snow, you get thunderstorms, yep. you get flooding. Obviously, I think you yep. alluded to that as well. Um, yep. So I mean, it's just a matter of understanding the weather more at the time of year that you're going in order to be able to kind of accommodate whatever your needs are and what you're traveling for. Correct. It is. But, but something that's really cool is where the jet stream always comes. Ohio is a, basically a bullseye for the, for the jet stream that comes down. I mean, it comes across the entire United States, but it comes in in waves. And so most of the time, in all honesty, you could be in Cleveland up North and it's snowing, but you could drive down to Cincinnati on certain times of the year, and it'll be 50, 60 degrees, just four hours south of you because of the jet stream splitting right over Columbus. And so a lot of the times, like, for example, the last snowstorm we had, we were supposed to get nine inches of snow. We ended up getting 
two inches of rain and that was it uh, because we were right on that border of, of, of the jet stream. And so it's really cool. It's very diverse. And, and there are times you can literally get all four seasons in a week. We had a week last year where we went from negative five as a low mm-hmm. to 50 degrees the next day. The day after that, it snowed. And then the day after that, it was 70 degrees. <laughs> like <laughs> it is crazy. Rough. Awesome. So let's jump into the culture of your state. Okay. Um, I understand um, in terms of religion, what do you think is the most predominant religion within your state? I was looking at it and it seemed like obviously Christianity is one of the largest, you know, but there's a variety of different, um, you know, everything from Presbyterian to Episcopalian to Catholic to there, there's just a variety. Like yep. what is the break? What, what would you say is breakdown of the religious population within your state? Yeah, definitely Catholicism, Christianity being the two biggest. Uh, you literally, and really, this is, it's like this in all of America. You, you, we are spoiled, in all honesty, by the amount of churches that we have, especially like where I live. You can't walk um, probably a mile anywhere without finding two or three churches. I mean, even our downtown, um, it, there's 20 plus churches in, in our historic downtown. Like they are everywhere. But Catholicism, Christianity, Um, And then the denominations inside of that, where you have like your Methodists, your Lutherans, your Baptists, I mean, they're everywhere. We are so diverse religiously. Uh, It's crazy. And we also have uh, large Muslim and Islamic gatherings as well. On top of that, Amish and Mennonite um, belief systems all over the place. And so really just a a melting pot of different religions. It's really cool to see, in all honesty, to, to, to see how not only do you have all these different religions, you see them coexisting as well. Then I, on top of that, you also have the native American belief system as well. And then, so that blends in with everything else. It's Mm -hmm. a huge diversity in Ohio. It seems. What about in terms of art? Um, are you, I know you you had said you and Cheyenne both are into architecture. Um, mm-hmm. uh, are there any large museums? Are there any uh, points of interest in terms of art uh, within your state that people would want to go to and, and maybe get a little bit more insight on? Yeah, uh, in all honesty, you can't escape anywhere in Ohio without seeing art. It is everywhere. Whether you're in Cincinnati or Cleveland or Columbus, um, there are museums for everything. There, in, Inside of Columbus itself, which I'm most familiar with Columbus and, and the art districts there, um, there is the Columbus Museum Art. There's the um, there's an art school as well, the, the, um, the Columbus Art um, uh, it's a Columbus Art School. I can't remember the exact name for it. Um, but inside of that, there are also, uh, there's a place inside of Columbus called the Short North. It's this amazing uh, up and coming um, like shopping area, kind of boutique shop place that stretches on for about a mile and a half. Uh, and when the weather's good during the, the good seasons, um, once a month, they have a thing called Gallery Hop, where for a, a stretch of a mile, um, artists from all over, whether they're literally homeless people to people from out of the country come and set up their art along the streets. And you can just walk back and forth down the street and see art from all over the place. I actually have, I don't think I have it hung up in here right now, but I bought this, um, this pastel um, drawing from this homeless man who uses his money to pay for other homeless people to have food, but then also only spends it on his art material and he'll sit there and he just 
sketches what he sees. And so he sketched the short North um, and doesn't even care about trying to like find a home. Uh, he just wants to show his art to the world and it's, it's gorgeous. And so people just breathe art here and, and not just the fine art and the way that you see it as, as paintings and stuff. I mean, you have your museums, but like um, there's a lot of bands and a lot of music, a lot of writers that have, that have come from Ohio. Um, and then not even that. And I, I think, I don't know if a lot of people really consider this too, but um, Denison university, which I, I told you about earlier, um, they're a school of liberal arts. Um, and it's not just fine arts that, that come from Ohio. And, and so um, people who might not be familiar with it, with, with fine arts, the study of history and literature and writing and philosophy and psychology, uh, renowned people from that, like Pythagoras and, and Socrates, or some people might know Socrates, um, Plato, <laughs> um, Herodotus, a historian, uh, one of the first uh, historical um, figures that we know who started actually recording history in, in, in Greece. Um, all of these people are part of the liberal arts. And so they also come from Ohio or not from Ohio, but Ohio is full of that as well. The liberal arts, as well as the fine arts. Yeah. I was saying they came from Greece and <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> back in the day. But uh, the first time I remember hearing Socrates was like, um, even though it's Socrates, it's like, uh, I used to watch Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. And that was like, yep. where from. So I know where you're talking, I know where the reference is. So great. Um, <laughs> On the on the on the top, moving to the topic of performing arts, um, and mm -hmm. you you brought up and you said that there were some music um, that that's come that comes from Ohio. Uh, what about yeah. as far as actors as well? Any like major actors we may have heard of, or any major bands we would have heard of, or singers? Yeah, like John Legend. Uh, oh yeah, Dean Martin. Um, oh yeah, Marilyn Manson. Uh, for <laughs> those of you who do like Marilyn Manson, uh, Rascal Flatts, even just a, a few of those people. And then even like um, actors and actresses that that uh, Denison University had like uh, Cameron Diaz, Steve Carell, um, and then even just sports athletes, because a lot of people do consider that that a sport as well. But They're obviously like yeah. LeBron James is a big one. Everybody knows who he is. And, and so like you have a lot of these people. John Legend is another big one. Like it's really funny whenever the Buckeyes do anything whether it's good or bad, you can always count on John Legend and LeBron, LeBron James tweeting about it somewhere. Uh, and so it's really cool to see that, like, no matter where you go, you're going to hear about Ohio because the people that influence the world really right now talk about Ohio or are from Ohio or have ties in Ohio. LeBron got a start in the Cleveland Cavaliers, didn't he? Uh, yes. Yes. And it's really cool. If I remember correctly, um, I don't believe he played college basketball anywhere. He went from playing high school to playing in the NBA. I believe it. And that's why we have him over here in Southern California now at the Lakers. So sorry to yeah, steal him from you. It's all right. He's still fun to watch. We'll get him back. <laughs> <laughs> um, on, on the topic of language, um, of course, you know, everybody within the United States, uh, or at least a majority of people speak English as the primary language here within the United yes. States. Um, any other, whether it's dialects or other languages that are heavily spoken in Ohio? Uh, I mean, really... It, it, it's not unlike any other state. You have a diverse bit of language, whether it's Spanish, um, whether it's um, even Arabic. We get a lot of Arabic, obviously, as we have a large Somali population here. Um, excuse me. Something that I think is really cool and unique about Ohio is, uh, which you can say this about a few states, but I think it's more prominently where you say people from northern states sound different than people from the southern states. In Ohio, there's a difference between northern Ohio and southern Ohio, and you can really hear those accents. 
uh, between the two. Um, whether some people just kind of put it on for show, I don't know, because you can go south, you'll hear some of the most redneck accents south, and you're just like, like how far south are we right now? Because I'm pretty sure we're still in Ohio. But then you'll get up north, and you'll start hearing some of those Canadian, Minnesota accents. And depending on how far northeast, you can even get into some New York accents as well. But oh, wow. Ohio is really diverse with some accents. Very cool. Now, of course, my favorite topic, because of course I'm a foodie. Let's talk about food. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I put a couple of things on the screen here that popped out to me. Um, obviously this chocolate covered confection on the left-hand side here, um, it looks like a chocolate peanut butter ball. What is that? Yeah. So you actually, you have the picture of the actual nut there. It's a Buckeye nut. Uh, so in Ohio, we have a Buckeye tree that produces these Buckeye nuts and uh, you don't want to eat the nut. Uh, the nut itself is poisonous. Yeah. It, it can kill you if you eat it. Um, but we do have um, a candy that is represented in the same shape. It is called a Buckeye candy, and it is literally peanut butter dipped in chocolate, and that's pretty much it. Um, it and it is amazing. They, they, they taste wonderful. It's one of my favorite things to eat. It's, it's one of mine. I, I went to a conference a couple of years ago over in uh, Columbus, actually. Yeah. We're like right where you're at. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I pick up a handful of these in order to bring them back over to California. It's like, <laughs> these are better than pe- uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. I love them. They were fantastic. So yep. again, for anybody who wants to try some, definitely be able to go there and, and check Yeah. Out. I know that you can, um, if you want to, there's a, there's a candy shop that I was actually named after Anthony Thomas candy. I'm pretty sure a lot of people um, maybe even globally know that name, Um, but I was named after them, but you can order Anthony Thomas uh, chocolates online. And if you want to try Buckeyes, they, they sell Buckeyes. They're not my favorite Buckeyes. I personally like homemade Buckeyes because they're usually softer. Um, But Anthony Thomas Buckeyes are pretty good. Do people sometimes use like crunchy versus creamy peanut butter in order to create those or does it really matter or? If anybody uses crunchy peanut butter in their Buckeyes, they should be exported out of state. That, that, <laughs> sounds, that sounds monstrous. I don't know why somebody would do that to themselves. Um, You're like, it's blasphemy. <laughs> typically, the creamier, the softer the Buckeye, the better it tastes. Excellent. Um, there's also other like foods that are native to your area. Uh, I think uh, sugar pie was one thing that had come up. Uh, but, I mean, anything else that pops out to you as far as, like, you really need to get this in Ohio? This is, like, the prime location for a specific type of food or treat. So, do you – are you guys familiar with Skyline Chili? Like, is that something you guys have over there? Or that might just be a, a northern thing. So, uh, chili is a big thing. Uh, there's a, a place called Skyline Chili that started out of Cincinnati. Um, they actually have a grease – uh, recipe that came from their family um, from Greece. They brought it over here and they started this this chili chain called Skyline Chili. The people will literally fist fight over it, thinking that they have the best chili, and it's, <laughs> it's good. I personally, I will say that I am I am not the best person to ask about food because I am I, I call it simple. Most people call it picky, but look, I think a burger with cheese is much more simple than a burger with lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles, or whatever other crazy stuff you like on there. I'm a very simple eater. I like meat and cheese. That's about it on a burger for me. Um, and so I personally don't like chili. 
Um, I have had Skyline's chili and for what it is, it does taste good. I personally just don't like chili. Um, people will literally die for this food. They love Skyline chili. People will drive all over for it. Um, and I'm, so I'm really surprised that it hasn't been heard that far West, I guess, because uh, it is very popular out here. So if you're ever out this way, Skyline chili is the way to do it. They have these little hot dogs. They throw their chili on, they throw cheese on, they throw more cheese on, and then you just eat until you're sick. Um, that, we also have a, a Columbus style pizza. A lot of people are unaware of that. Um, it is an extra, extra thin style pizza. There's no crust. You have toppings, meat, cheese, everything all the way to the edge. Uh, and it's my favorite style pizza. I love it. It is amazing. Um, we have great burgers here as well. Thurman's Cafe. Yeah, it's been shown on um, Manverse Food a few different times because they have some crazy challenges there. Um, Max and Irma's is another place you might not have heard of it out there, but it is a great burger place. I personally love burgers, so everywhere I go, I try burger well if you ever get out here to california we have that chain called in and out which is actually pretty decent and they're in and out burger in and out burger they're pretty simple but i mean it's everybody goes crazy for them like I, and i think it's you know cert, certain people like regional cuisine and it's like you go, mm-hmm. if you go to the east coast they're like nah you know it's all about white castle you go down south and it's like no it's about whataburger and over here on the west coast it's people go crazy for yeah In-N-Out. so like but, I, it just depends you know but it's also really cool because we we do have major change. Like Wendy's started out here in Ohio. Like the original Wendy's is here in Columbus. Uh, a lot of people don't know that as well, but that yeah, that's a food chain that is all over the place now. We got one here. Mm-hmm. Um, what about as far as sports teams in your area? Um, you guys have pretty much every major sport in your <laughs> Oh, the, oh, the Ohio State. The Ohio <laughs> go Buckeyes. State. Yep, go Buckeyes. Uh, whenever you hear somebody out here scream OH, you're supposed to reply with IO. Uh, IO? IO. OH, IO. Obviously, sports teams goes. We have the Ohio State Buckeyes, both football, basketball. Uh, wrestling, baseball. Um, I'm pretty sure um, we had a wrestler who just went national um, with Ohio State. I think we actually won a tournament. I can't remember exactly. We're really big on all of those kind of the, the anything Ohio State is big, um, and so we watch it. Um, I'll even sit there and watch um, Ohio State water polo. Which I, again, if you've never watched water polo give it a try because it is intense. You're talking at a, at a collegiate level, people treading water for 45 minutes at a time. Like we're talking 20 foot depth pools and it is intense to watch total sidetrack from this, but I watched it for the first time with Cheyenne like a few months ago and I was blown away by it. But, um, Ohio State Buckeyes, obviously, um, for college sports, you have the Cincinnati Bearcats, you have the Toledo Rockets, who football-wise just um, actually were nationally ranked last year for the first time, which is really cool because they're a lot smaller of a school. Um, Pro teams, obviously, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. We have um, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Everybody knows the Browns. You have Baker Mayfield, who I I am personally not a Browns fan, but they are so much fun to watch because they're either doing good or they're just punching themselves in the face and just (laughs) doing terrible. Um, They are so much fun to watch. Um, Baseball teams, we have the, the Cincinnati um, Reds, we have the, the formerly the Cleveland Indians. They're going through a name change right now. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets is our hockey team. And then anybody who's familiar with soccer, we have um, the Columbus Crew who just won the 2020 MLS Cup. Wow, congrats. 
Very cool. It's, um, it's really cool. I was going to ask you, with respect to Ohio, are you, are you familiar if there are any state-specific holidays in Ohio? I don't think that there are anything, unless there's anything that stands out to you. Uh, Columbus Day used to be a big one, obviously, with having Columbus, Ohio. There were statues of Christopher Columbus, uh, unfortunately, with the movements that happened during 2020 um, with, with just kind of removing a lot of these things, I think Columbus day might be going away, which I don't want to say is unfortunate because I know that it is, it is sensitive to a lot of people for, for what it is. Um, However, um, it's still our history, good or bad Um, history happens. It's what makes us who we are. And so I think it should still be recognized for what it is as history, as turning points that led us to where we are now. Um, that are they was really replacing, the only big one. Are they replacing it with Indigenous Peoples Day? Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what they're doing uh, okay. is something like that, which is which is cool. Like, like do these things. Just don't let it be forgotten for what it is. And everyone, no matter who you are, I believe everyone has probably a stain on their history that they're not proud of. But however, it does take us to where we are. And so, but outside of the holidays, that's really about it. You might find um, a few different places here and there that'll celebrate different things. Like I, I'm pretty sure that there are people who celebrate LeBron James on a certain day somewhere up North in Youngstown and stuff like that. Um, we have people that, <coughs> excuse me, um, will celebrate like John Glenn on a certain day as well. Like anything that has to do with like aviation and maybe even space travel, there's a lot of Ohio ties to that. And so you do have like small things like that, that are, that are really kind of viewed as holidays uh, and I'll, I'll even go as far to say people will even look at different like um, festivals as holidays. Like I, where I come from, we have a pl- we have a thing called the uh, the uh, the sweet corn festival, and I look at that almost as a holiday because you do it yearly. You go and gather, you're celebrating, um, and, and so like it might not be specifically a holiday, but uh, it is something that is celebrated every year. So you don't necessarily get the day off, but a lot of people congregate to do fairs or parades or things like that. Correct. Makes perfect sense. What about as far as population goes? How big is your state? Because, I mean, it's especially during election time, it's considered a pretty sizable state. Yeah, which it blows my mind that a lot of people look at it as being a large state. I think if I remember correctly, it's like the 34th largest state. It's not a big state by any means. Um, we're actually the the ninth least diverse state. Like, there's not a lot of diversity uh, as far as population goes here, um, which is weird to me because I feel like whenever I go places, I don't know if it's kind of like an out of sight, out of mind thing, but I feel like you see a good mix of different ethnicities everywhere you go in Ohio. Um, and so I don't know why, unless I'm just in the wrong place, but I don't know. Um, well, we you're only, very close to a major city, so I mean, it's very possible that you're it, exposed to yeah. that quite a lot. Yeah, there, there's that as well. Um, but we only have a 15 percent African American population, like, and it, so it, it seems weird to me because I feel like, especially in Columbus, I, I feel like you predominantly do see African Americans the most, uh, which is I think really cool. Um, I, I love diversity. I love seeing just differences of people and cultures and how they come together. We have a large Somali population and I, I, it is so cool interacting with different people. When I worked for um, the Hilton at Easton, um, we had people from all over the world coming in. And it was funny because a lot of the times people want to tip you and I would refuse people's tips 
and asking them if they had money in their currency that they would, wouldn't mind parting with. And I actually, for the longest time, I had a huge collection of different world currencies. But some of my favorite things, it was just sitting down and talking to people about where they're from and, and, and how like they came to be where they are. And, and, and so it's cool to have that diversity. It's cool to have the difference in, in population because we can learn so much from each other. Um, we have a good mix. As you know, you have it up here on your map. You'll see the, the, the red areas there, major cities. Honestly, in between all of those red dots are either cornfields or state forests. Uh, we have a good mix of city life. We have a good mix of farm life. Uh, you can honestly do both. You can drive 15 minutes out of a city and be in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> That's, that sounds that sounds silly, but it's but it's very true considering what you're seeing on the map here. And there are still sizable locations. You, as you mentioned before, you talked about um, Columbus, Cleveland, um, Erie. Um, one thing I don't think you mentioned was Akron as well, and I think Akron's pretty sizable too. It um, is. I mean, compared to obviously Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati, um, I would say it's kind of a medium sized city, um, but. I mean, yeah, it is pretty large. I mean, it does show up on your map up there, just under the, the Cleveland area, the northeastern part there. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, if there were any other really big cities that popped out to you that maybe I didn't mention. Uh, you have uh, Athens. It's not super big, but it is uh, home. Of, it has Ohio University is one of the places that's there, which Ohio University is, is another school we'll talk about later, but it's just as old. It's really almost the state itself. Um, you have Toledo in the in the top um, left there. That's pretty large. Which Toledo is a really cool little city. Is a lot of history there. Um, that actually the state up north in Ohio actually almost went to war over Toledo uh, and, and over the resources and stuff there. And it's actually what um, kind of fuels a lot of the rivalry between um, Ohio State who and that other state superior. above you. Yeah, yeah, and that other the other people. <laughs> What about as far as the economy? You've got a lot of different companies that immediately come to mind. Obviously, the Cleveland Clinic is a world-renowned facility. Yep. Uh, Kroger's is huge. Um, I, just really quick, I want to talk about why is it that some people call it the Ohio State versus Ohio State? I, I think it's just the, the renown of the name. Uh, uh, when you say something with the, it obviously stands out more so than the. <laughs> uh, and so I, I honestly, if there's history behind it, I personally don't know it, but I think, and from what I understand, I think it's just the renown of it and, and just the, um, respect that that name kind of demands when you say the Ohio state. Got it. And then of course, Macy's Procter and Gamble, Goodyear, L brands, which includes Victoria's secret, bath and body works, pink, mm -hmm. um, I, a place I'm not familiar with is Watson's. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know if it if it's a certain area where Watson's is really from. From where I like where I've mostly been, I have never really heard of Watson's. So I personally don't know if it's maybe an older place or if it's just mostly south or what. I but I've never really heard of Watson's before. What about other, um, any other large companies that you can think of that are just like phenomenally huge within? Yeah, there's there's a lot of places. Uh, so particularly Columbus, um, but Ohio has really not just started, but still has quite a few Fortune 500 companies um, that have either come from or still in Ohio, such as like Cardinal Health. You have Kroger up there, but Marathon Petroleum, Procter & Gamble, you have the P&G there, um, Nationwide Insurance. Um, a lot of these places are 
headquartered in Ohio. A lot of places also came from Ohio. Like there's a lot of private places too, such as like, if people are familiar with like NetJets, private um, um, aviation place that we have out of Columbus as well. Um, a lot of these um, places really just, it's really cool when you start to, to look at where places come from. And it, when I sit here and I think of Ohio, I'm like, why Ohio? And that's something I would love to figure out. I was like, why Ohio? Like what makes Ohio so um, wanted? Like, why do you, why do these people want to be here versus being in Florida or being in California? And so, and I think it's really cool, but we do have those places, Cardinal health, Kroger nationwide, Procter and Gamble. Um, obviously, Ohio State, uh, we are known globally for our groundbreaking cancer research. Um, we have people come from all over the world to Ohio State for their cancer research. Um, also places like um, Easton Town Center for our shopping. Um, Easton Town Center, which is about 45 minutes from where I live, it's in Columbus. Um, at one, I think it was in 2010, was the largest outdoor and indoor shopping center in the Northeast owned by Les Wexner, who was the owner of L Brands. Um, and Easton Town Center was actually originally um, supposed to be just an expansion of L Brands territory, uh, and it ended up being turned into a shopping center. And now you have places like Huntington Bank and Progressive and all the L Brands um, stores um, are all there. And people come from all over the world to, sh to shop there. When I worked at the, the Hilton that was there in Easton Town Center, uh, we had celebrities from all over come there to literally just come shopping at Easton Town Center. I can't tell you how many different celebrities met because they stayed at the Hilton and wanted to go shopping in and around Easton. That sounds like a major tourist attraction. I would think that would be very, very cool too. Mm -hmm. What about, what about in terms of travel and transportation? How are the roads out there in Ohio? Uh, well, we have two seasons uh, when it comes to that it's winter and construction. Uh, <laughs> and so we are always doing construction on our roads. Um, even just as we're talking right now, uh, we have state route 71, which goes from Cleveland all the way to Cincinnati and goes right through Columbus. Probably one of the most major highways that we have in Columbus. It's completely shut down at the moment for construction. They have it shut all the way down so they can do whatever they're doing. They're building a lot of overpasses, a lot of ramps. And so uh, lots of construction around here. If I remember correctly i don't think i wrote this down but i'm pretty sure that it was 21 i think we have 21 interstate um highways wow in ohio it's a very well-traveled state i mean a lot of people coming north coming east coming west a lot of people you have to go through ohio uh and so uh, a lot of driving through here and then when you mix that obviously with um the erie canal all of our waterways um being up on lake erie as well um you have a lot of diverse um ways of transportation you can boat you can drive you can i'm pretty sure that there's somebody who last year tried to kayak all the way from lake erie all the way down i don't know if he made it not. um we also obviously have our major airports, um, whether it's Columbus um, Metropolitan Hub, CMH, or uh, Rickenbacker, which is more of like a, a government airport, which is in Columbus. Um, up to Dayton, we have the Dayton Air, um, Air Force uh, base that's up there, um, which is Wright Pat. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's actually, um, uh, it's pretty famous for apparently housing a UFO from 
Area 51 underneath. Mm-hmm. And, and in all seriousness, I so I had a friend whose mom was a sergeant major there. She was a very high-ranking official. One of the nicest people I have ever met in my entire life, like would literally do anything for you, like a sweetheart. And I asked her one time, I looked at her and I said, hey, is it true that there's a spaceship under your base? Because she worked at, at, at Wright Pack. And she looked at me dead on and said, don't ever ask me about that again. And oh, it scared wow. the crap out of me. I was like, who are you? <laughs> um, well, then. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Uh, so we have that. There, there's an airport there as well. But Cincinnati, Cleveland all have their own major airport. Um, and then as far as, as tourism, it, it's honestly uh, a mosh pot. Like you can literally come here, go camping. You can go boating. You can go RVing. You can go hiking. Part of the Appalachian Trail is not too far from where we are uh, in Ohio. You can go to the museums. You, uh, like People come here sometimes to to vacation. And I'm like, why? Like, go to Florida. Go to the <laughs> golf. <laughs> but, well, let me I'm ask, even, are there any amusement parks in your area also? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cedar Point up in in Cleveland is uh, well technically Sandusky, but it's a lot of people just say Cleveland. Um, probably one of the most famous amusement parks you'll ever hear of. Um, people come from all over to go to Cedar Point. Uh, we have Kings Island down in near Cincinnati. Um, down there, there's also a water park called the Beach Water Park, which is really cool. Um, up near um, Akron, actually, we have Kalahari, which is a amazing large indoor water resort. I, I believe it might be the largest in the Northeast as well. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's we have all of these places to go to. We mix that with all the uh, the, the state fairs and stuff, uh, and all the the museums. Uh, there's a, at Wright Pat. There's actually an Air Force museum that's there. That is. It's amazing to go. You can go see some of like um, Orville and Wilbur Wright's earliest airplane inventions. Obviously, Ohio has the name birthplace of aviation because of the Wright brothers being from Ohio and drawing up all of these things. You can go to the Air Force Museum and see some of their original prototypes. I think uh, I think my friends in North Carolina are going to have a tug of war with you over the Wright brothers. So <laughs> just just because they glided for twenty seven seconds, so whoop de do. Let's get into the government of your state because it is very mm-hmm. diverse. Um, I'm not so sure if it's diverse on the local and state level. Maybe you can educate me on that. Um, for the most part, it's it, it does tend to flip back and forth, it sounds like, between um, more liberal principles and more conservative principles. It just depends on who's in office and which way the wind is blowing, it sounds like. It, it does. Uh, and so it's it's really funny because being somebody who, who, who is really part of my church, um, being a really religious person, um, it's, it's really funny when you go to places like, like in churches, it's really hard for people to separate church and state. I feel like if you talk about church, you talk about state. Um, I'm the opposite. I personally try and just stay away from politics as much as possible. I think it just leads to, to hardly anything good sometimes anymore. Everyone's really opinionated. But when it comes to our government, I do know, obviously, uh, we have a Republican governor. Uh, we have a, a Republican attorney general, but we do have Democratic senators here. And so it does. It flips back and forth. Yeah. Um, as you stated earlier, uh, our government and what we have here is very pivotal when it comes to elections, um, all of those kind of decisions. It's really um, back and forth here. Um 
but I feel like in all honesty, um, from what I have seen, uh, even over just social media, it's really not that different from other states. You have the government doing the government stuff and you have people unhappy about it no matter what happens. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone's got to make a decision around here. Um, yeah. what about in terms of the natural resources that are within your area? I mean, I, I see a lot of fuel sources such as like coal, natural gas, oil, but also mm-hmm. salt is another one that's a, a, apparently a big one in Ohio. Any others yep. that I may be missing? Yeah. Uh, so obviously, as you alluded to, we have the salt. A lot of people don't realize we have salt mines under Lake Erie. So a lot of salt coming from there. Um, I think one of them is called Cargill or Cargrill. I can't remember. I think it's Cargill salt mine. It's a huge salt mine under Lake Erie. And um, we have the natural gases that we get from um, Southeast. We have the coal mines and stuff like that. It's really cool when you drive through some of the foothills of the Appalachians, you go through some of the towns there, you'll see a lot of these factories that are burning off natural gases at the top. And so you'll see just wide open flames at the top of these factories. <laughs> the coal. Um, a lot for of kid, oil, For kids, that's a little scary. They're like, why is that burning over there? I don't understand. It is. I mean, until you understand what it is, but it is really cool to see. Um, but Crop-wise, a lot of people don't realize uh, the biggest product we put out crop-wise are lima beans. Tons of lima beans coming from Ohio, tons of corn as well, lots and lots of corn. Um, But we also have a a large steel production up north. Uh, We have steel, we have automotive as well. And so that mixed with the uh, the coal plants um, southeast uh, or south, yeah, southeast uh, look really diverse for a lot of the resources that we put out for what we are. Nice. What about as far as education goes? Now, I mean, obviously there there is the Ohio State University. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you also have, um, you know, uh, Kent State, another really, really huge one. That's, yep. That's Kent State there. University. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Denison University, um, Ohio University, which I said earlier, just as old as the state itself. Um, and then obviously a few other places, like you, you do have like uh, the Cincinnati um, University of Cincinnati is what that is. Um, Toledo has its own university, Toledo Rockets. Um, really, the, that's about it. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's other ones that are prominent. Garner, yeah. yeah, garner respect. I, I personally just don't know them. What about as far as the literacy rate within your state? How would you say that is compared to the national average? Um, I don't think we're too far off of par. I'm trying to remember. I know that I, at one point in time, had this written down for our original conversation. Um, I'm trying to remember what I had because I I know we weren't too far off uh, of... I wanted to say it was averages. I wanted to say it was in the ninety percentile, but it was just a little below the national average, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so yeah I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't too far off at all. Yeah, and then as far as safety and security, you know, when I think about Ohio, I don't think of any major terrorism issues that happened. I mean, obviously, yeah, you had this shooting in Kent State, but that was more of a yep. police action. Um, any like, do you think of any uh, like either? foreign or domestic terrorism threats that come through that you hear on your local news, anything that's happened within the last several years? Uh, so, I mean, a few things that come to mind. Uh, one, if people heard about it, there were, there's not so much Ohio, even though they met in Ohio, there was a group of people that were during the pandemic planning on trying to go kidnap the the, the oh. mayor from the state up North. They met in a, a little town called Dublin um, here in Ohio. I mean, that's not really big. Uh, another big one was um, actually during nine 11, um, there was uh, a lot of beliefs that, um, there were a few places in Ohio that were going to be hit because of 
excuse me, some of the stuff that we work on here, like right by where I live, um, there's a place called Boeing. I, I'm sure people are familiar oh, yeah. with, with Boeing, but they work specifically on missile guidance systems um, mm. at this Boeing plant. And uh, it, it's a lot of top secret stuff there. And it was believed that it, that place was going to be hit by one of the planes that was actually coming over Ohio. That obviously didn't happen. Um, but when that happened, a lot of the places in our state immediately went on lockdown because of that. Yeah. It's just really tough. Mm-hmm. Well, on that happy note, uh, <laughs> let, let's do let's do one other exercise before we wrap up here. Okay, so I have a I have a ticket to go to Ohio. I have a plane ticket to go to Ohio. In in about a minute, sell me on why I want to go there. Why you want to go to Ohio? Why do I want to uh, go to your state? Well, if you want to experience fall and winter all in the same week, if you want to go to uh, a museum about rock and roll or a, f- a museum about football, all the way to an underground railroad museum, to a museum of flight, um, to hiking and camping and kayaking and boating and luxury and, and nightlife and uh, just anything that you honestly could desire. Um, you can go either five different places all over the United States, or you can come and do all of it in one state and drive all over the place. And the best thing about it is um, it's never too far away. No matter where you are in Ohio, you can make it to go do one of those things in the same day. And you're never, ever going to have enough. That is awesome. Tony, thank you again for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot from Ohio and I know my students will as well. So thank you so much for that. Very kind of you. It is my pleasure. Absolutely. Wonderful. Now, for my students that are out there, if you have any questions or comments, certainly you can feel free to send them to me at scott at theprofessortravel.com. If you are watching this on YouTube, please feel free to click the bell icon right above us to be notified about when new videos go up. If you haven't already done so, please feel free to subscribe. We always appreciate the viewership. Uh, If you like this content and you want to see more, click the thumbs up like icon so that way we can know more about that. And then finally, if you're hearing us on the podcast, certainly feel free to rate us. We really appreciate that. So until next time, my name is Scott. I am the Professor Travel and make every day a travel adventure. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. The Professor Travel is a broadcast from Orange County, California. A transcript of each podcast may be requested by contacting the Professor Travel at his website, theprofessortravel.com. For opportunities to work with the Professor Travel, feel free to contact Scott at theprofessortravel.com or contact us through YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook at The Professor Travel or Twitter at TheProfessorTR1. Make every day a great day to have a travel adventure.